Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Flash Forward Consulting Podcast with Mark Kipling here and Alex Warner. Hello everyone. So one of the things we've been wanting to do uh, through this podcast is a bit of an extension, Alex, of your, your travel test within Passenger Transport Magazine and, and look at where we've been in our various journeys around the country and the experiences we've had while we've been travelling. And I, I had a, a, a fascinating one last weekend when I took my, my 20-month-old daughter on the bus for the first time. And uh, this, for me, was a very uh, important moment. And I didn't want to put her off buses for life um, at the age of 20 months as a traumatic experience. And I'm very pleased to report that it went excellently. Was that part of Catch the Bus Week? Did the marketing not, I, was, I, was, I was like two days early for Catch the Bus right. Week. Yeah, okay. it was. Um, so, what was, was the experience brilliant. then? Mark? So, well, it was it was a stagecoach bus, and it was stagecoach west from where? From the from the end of my road, yeah, into Stroud. And where's the end of your, so your end of your road? You're on the outskirts of Stroud. Yeah, right? yeah, so, we're in a little sort of village just yeah. outside. And so it was a distance of about a journey of about two or three miles. So not a long, mm-hmm. not a long journey. Enough time for a toddler to get sufficiently restless. Um, so yeah, absolutely fantastic. It was like if you could pick. A perfect bus journey. It was brilliant. It was great. Driver pulled in. I, you know, I had the pram going on. You know, I had the full thing going on. Uh, pram lowered the lowered the step. Walked in. Driver really engaged with me. Said, oh, you know, I want to return to Stroud. He tried to upsell me to a mega rider, like with, oh well, if you know, it's only twenty more pence, and then you can travel all day. I said, well, thank you, but I'm only going in and out. And he drove brilliantly. There was a buggy space. And it was just like, this is fantastic. This is you know, absolutely as good as bus services get. Um, a fantastic driver. It wasn't a brand new vehicle, but it was a clean vehicle. Got a seat. Super. And on the way back, I had an interesting dilemma, right? So when I was an operator, we were right in the middle of the buggies versus wheelchair thing that was going on. And I get to the stop on my way back after we'd potted around the town centre. My daughter was getting pretty edgy because it was like food slash nap time. And uh, we got to the stop and there was a, a gentleman in a wheelchair and there was me with my child and my buggy. I was like, I'm going to have live buggy wars here. <laughs> like, what do you do in this situation? And, it, and I, and I realised how incredibly stressful it, it all is for, like, for, for parents with kids and buggies. Yeah. I can understand why they get mm. upset because I had, you know, I had my daughter in the buggy. She was getting pretty, pretty antsy because she was hungry. Had all like the shopping and stuff. In the bit underneath the bucket, I don't know what you call that, the like net bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a chap in a wheelchair, and I knew that yeah. I had to, to, to give the space to the chap in the wheelchair, which meant ding dong, yeah. buggy folding. Yeah. Like, oh, right, how do I fold my buggy with all the stuff in the bottom of the wheelchair? Mm. It was a massive challenge. Did to you the ex- survive? Well, luckily, the way the bus was laid out, I could get away with not folding the buggy. Yeah. But the guy in the wheelchair gave me a telling off as a result really? of it. Yeah, because he, yeah. he, was, he obviously you didn't knew know the, the rules. Etiquette, did you? Yeah. yeah. He obviously knew the rules, and there was me, you know, and I didn't, and I sort of, I, I took a view that it wasn't unsafe where I'd left the buggy. Yeah. I was holding on to the buggy, and it was probably more dangerous to get up and try so, fold it and have the shopping. So, would you do the journey again? Yeah, I would, but not because of the the buggy experience on the way back I found really stressful because yeah. I didn't I didn't know. And you don't normally get stressed. I mean, no, I, I, I found it. I found it properly stressful really? because I was like, how am I going to fold? And was this your thing daughter? Up? Is she all right? Was she, she yeah. yeah. Is she, she well she behaved to, or off the rails? Your daughter. No, no, she's, pretty well she's, she's kind of going through that stage where she says no to everything, so really? it's a bit challenging. Sounds but like you. <laughs> she, um, yeah, she, she was fine. She wanted to walk all over the place, but I, I really brought it home to me. Mm, it's not easy. Like, if you're travelling yeah. with 
kids yeah. and buggies and you're getting on and off that is proper stressful. It is, it is. Uh, See, but I would do it again only because the driver on the first bus was so fantastic. I was like, if it can be like this every time. And, and here's a question. Did you have to pay for your daughter? No, he didn't ask me to. He didn't ask you to. So you just walked straight on and Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Walked straight on. Because that's not that clear. I mean, I as you know, I don't drive a car, so you know, I bought my kids up on buses and you know, I was dispatched to entertain them for hours and so used to get, you know, double buggies, triple buggies, you, you name it, prams. And I used to just walk on. I, I I'm not I, this is an awful admission to say it's a long, long time since I've been on a bus and my children have paid. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old are your kids? No, they're not bunk their fare. So my, my children are 16, 13, and um, one's 11 years old. What's their attitude to public transport? They don't like travelling on public transport. They really would avoid it. Um, mm. uh, yeah, and it's really, really sad because, you know, oh, well, we, all of us, when, when we were kids and teenagers growing up, you know, well, I used to get the bus to school. And my kids don't need to get the bus to school. They can walk to school. Um, if I'm honest, my, my wife, she drives our kids around quite a lot, um, we some people say we might mollycoddle them a bit. Uh, I'm not convinced we do, but the bus services where I live in North Surrey are, are, are pretty poor. They're not frequent. Um, it's difficult to understand the fares. Um, Does she take them to school? Uh, she does occasionally take them to school. Yeah. So. We, so you're like a in a Chelsea tractor. Are you like no, we don't do really? Chelsea tractor. I don't even know. You know, I don't like our car is black. That's all I know. I don't. I don't know. You look out there on that car park. I couldn't tell the makes of any of these yeah. cars because I hate cars with a passion. But um, so it's really sad actually. And and even my my children when we got on a train, they don't have that sense of excitement that I used to. Do you think they'd feel differently about it if they lived in Nottingham? Yeah, I think they would. I think they would. Yeah. I think it's not around them on their consciousness public transport where we live and the railway line we go on is quite boring you know it's a, it's a sleepy stopper service yeah. stops everything it's not it doesn't go fast yeah. it's not exciting no. so and, and we live opposite the station so they get they get sea trains and it just turns them off so it is really sad um but well what can you do well well as I a parent i've, you know, I, I've, I've my head. i really uh, it, the whole thing opened my eyes my daughter can look forward to many many more well, I'll tell you the bit that turned it off for me a bit. It was a few years ago. To go to the cinema, we, you know, we live in Shepparton. We went to the cinema in Staines, and it's like, I don't know, three miles away. And it, it, they wanted, this was when a belly ran, it was £11.50. Just Whoa. return ticket, three miles to Staines for all of us. What? I mean, for goodness sake, why would I, I want to How do they even get to £11.50? I know, I know. And the whole cinema experience, she, you know, is a rip-off anyway. Yeah, it, well, so yeah, that we turns it into a really yeah, yeah, it was like 100 quid day out. Day. I mean, for goodness sake. So, goodness me. Uh, so we haven't been on a bus since to, to, to get yeah, into That's States. a sad story. Well, you yeah. should come to Stroud because See, I think your kids would like I it. I will do. It's posh out there, isn't it? Yeah, not my bit. Oh, but, not your bit. No, but but it part. was a really good experience. I loved it. And I'm going to take her on the bus again tomorrow. So since then... You've you been know, travelling around a lot lately, haven't you? I, I have. Been, I've you've been, been grumbling uh, to me about I've Great Western. Yeah, was I that with really, your daughter? I, no. Goodness oh. me, she wouldn't have stood for it. We had a... I had a... Yeah, first train of the day was cancelled. Really? And the next, the next train was an hour and 15 minutes after it so and how did they handle the delay information absolutely stuck i had a whole like itinerary you know the whole thing the whole day was yeah. planned out and the first domino fell over yeah and it was a disaster no really you know really badly you know really? in what way it's just it's always these things it's it's always about how the, how the individual staff members deal with it and the chap that that was that was on said you know and i sort of said reasonably politely what's going to happen and he said you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't often work for Stroud. Mm. I'm like, well, I think I probably know vaguely what that means. Is what he means is I'm not here very often, so I don't know quite what happens when things go wrong. But I don't work for Stroud. What a nonsense thing to say. 
And and that, and he said, well, you're going to have to get the bus to Gloucester, which is not in the direction I wanted to go. No, there was no transport was laid on at all. Really? And then when I said, well, can you put me in a cab because I, I need to get Cheltenham to make my connection, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, and, he, and this is a direct quote. And he said, uh, well, there are no white slip cabs outside. So no, sorry, I can't. I don't know what a white slip cab is. I assume it's the approved. Yeah, it is. Uh, the it's approved. It's the, so but anyway, the, the, the punters before me had clearly taken the yeah. two white slips, yeah. so I was white slipless. You were white slipped out. So you? But I, you've had good experiences. Then. No, it's not I, all yeah, been bad. No, a little bit later on in the week, I had a brilliant experience yeah. in the same circumstances where train was cancelled. I think it was a staff shortage or something yeah. like that. It was one of those things that happens. And, uh, and at uh, the same station, a different member of staff, before uh, the the next train came along, in that sort of intervening period, literally walked down the platform talking to every single customer and saying, "Do you know what's happened? Do you know what's going on? Do you know what Do you know what we're going to do about it?" Mm. Somehow or other, an Resolve. additional train was put on. I think an additional stop was put into a train that was passing. But this 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 staff member took it upon herself to to talk to every single customer. She came up to me, "Do you know what's going on? Um, where do you need to get to?" I just think that was just. Well, Same yeah. situation. I, mean, I right. think that's great. I mean, at GWR, so I, I, I know what they do around delay information in terms of, you know, I've had some exposure to, to them and I can tell you they treat it very seriously, certainly managerially. I've seen before various disruption management plans in the industry, I would say the Great Western ones are probably the best. You know, they are right up there in terms of how the staff should be looking after you, the customers, you, you, you the must process. Have, you must have been involved... And, and dealt with this issue of of how we help staff use language that customers understand. Yeah. Because that's what yeah. kind of gnarled me because I knew what he meant, but it's just going to leave yeah. another punter bewildered. No, I know. I mean, well, you've just made the slip calling them punters, obviously. You see, already <laughs> into the jargon. <laughs> My first ever rollicking in the transport industry was at the London Underground, where I accidentally referred to customers as punters, and I've never Fair forgotten cop. it. So I'm off, sorry to be I'm politically correct there, Mr. Kipling. But so the um, well, uh, the big challenge is how do you embed these processes? I mean, I've seen some brilliant plans, and always the question is how do you make sure they're not gathering dust on the shelf in yeah. the duty manager's office? Yeah. Now, all of these plans have jargon busters. Um, I'm not sure that I've seen a jargon buster for the white slip, but I do know what you're talking about on the white slip. Yeah. But um, it's, you know, you can do training courses. The Great Western, like many talks, have some really, really leading edge, innovative, interactive training courses in how you deal with disruption. Um, they'll have plans that tell you for every single station what, where the buses go, what to do. And um, they could not spell it out more clearly. The question is, when that disruption happens, human nature is you either panic or you forget everything, yeah, yeah. Um, or you've got stars like you come across as, that, that can either remember everything or they just comes naturally to them. It's how do you ingrain it? And the problem is with disruption management, you do all these plans, and it's not like annually we should do a refresher. Frankly, you, as a manager, you need to be refreshing it every every two weeks. Yeah. Do you remember how you do it? Remember yeah, how you do yeah, it? Yeah. So, you need like a, a jargon klaxon. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they got that. They got a klaxon. Well, not a klaxon. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jargon, bust jargon. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, the depressing thing for me in the industry is that, you know, there's still project teams trying to sort out how do you manage disruption and handling of information yeah. when delays occur. Yeah. And this is the first thing I think I dealt with in the transport industry 25 years ago. And my fear is, you, can, you know, 25 years' time when we're in our retirement homes or wherever, or you won't be, I you probably be, will be, yeah. yeah. Um, there'll still be project teams working on this. Yeah. All I would say in defence of GW, look, I travel around the country, and I know you do too. They're one of the best, I'd say, when yeah, it comes to handling I, I, it. I mean, today was outstanding. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, uh, it was, you know, that's what it should be. That's yeah, the yeah, benchmark. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. from something that was a bit ropey, yeah. you know, that I have to say today, they really did do it. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I, I've done some travelling a bit over the last week with some industry icons, I'd say. And I'm not going to name them because I don't want to embarrass them. But we all went to Scarborough to watch the cricket. A couple of weeks ago. Another um, busy week. Another busy week, hard at work, yeah. So we, we watched Cricket Scarborough, and, and my journey was okay. Theirs was like Armageddon. Um, <laughs> and there was one point, it word got round at the cricket on, the, I think it was the third day, that there was you know, all the trains have been cancelled. I think there was a, one train in three hours from Scarborough to York. And, and and I've written about that in, in Passenger Transport. You, are, you, you must be done for in Scarborough if there's Well, it's only an hourly service. And you, yeah, yeah, you cannot believe that you know this service is hourly. And, and getting to the game, my mates were you know they were kicked off the train, at, uh, I think it was Seema, another one was kicked off at Morton, it might have been, but... Um, and there wasn't what, because information they were turning, the train. turning the train round to get it back in service, which is laudable, and you know that's that's probably the right thing to do. But yeah. when he got to Scarborough, there were like thirty people hanging around saying, "How the hell am I going to get into York?" And and you know, it really dawned on me when I looked at the local rag, and it was it was bemoaning the state of the industry and the impact that it was having on the economy in Scarborough. And Scarborough's a funny old place; it's really yeah, polarized. It's a beautiful town. That's lovely, absolutely beautiful. But you know, there's quite a lot of deprivation there, mm. and you know. I was hanging around pubs and listening to people and talking to people and they're saying, you know, oh, I once went to London or I once went to York or we went to York like 20 years ago. And you think there's not a lot of social mobility mm. going on here. Mm. I wonder mm. how much the railways contributed to this by offering such an infrequent and, and in many respects unreliable service. Yeah. I think there, there, there are probably towns like Scarborough. Well, all the, around the country. Well, yeah, the key thing Skegness, is... Skegness, I think, has an hourly But service. the problem is, is as coast, the economy in coastal towns has changed, that they are no longer able to Holidays. survive yeah. on their own economy. So yeah. they are dependent on the economies of the Yorks, the Leeds, the, you know, the other ones relatively close by. Yeah. And if they're not getting transport links, those economies for employment and services, they're stuffed. Uh, there, there's a role for the bus to play there, isn't <laughs> well, there? Well, it's and got no, good no, service, and it does have a good bus service. Line, it yeah. does, but it, but you know, if you're travelling up from London, you're probably, unless you're you or me, not going to know about the coastline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but the, the rail services didn't even connect basically I and mean, oh. that's the problem when you get to York there didn't seem to be a, I, mean, I had to wait 45 minutes from getting off my train which was a peak train the 8 o'clock because my Grand Central train was cancelled from King's Cross um, or the 8 or 3 but it was the Edinburgh train and we had to wait 45 minutes for a train yeah. um, it's just as you said there's lots of other locations maybe that's a future podcast we'll come along and chat well, about all these rural, locations rural seaside towns with rural seaside rail towns yeah, have been stuffed by it's going to be a crowd pleaser transport. isn't it yeah, that'll put bums on seats won't it talking of crowd pleasers yes. also, we, we are really interested folk uh, to hear what you think of what we're what we're talking about and what we're covering, we've had a bit of feedback, haven't so we? I think it's been good feedback. Without sort of self, I know my wife always says to me, "Self praise is no praise, Alex." But we've had some good feedback. A few people uh, um, had some sort of developmental feedback. There was some development development points. Feedback. Development points. Yeah. yeah, tell some different jokes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, not the corny ones. But I, so I think if, if anyone out there is has got any feedback or would like to appear on the show, yeah. then drop either Mark Kipling or or myself, Alex Warner. 
a note on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we really want this really to come, turn to, into something that is very interactive. Yeah, interactive, yeah. yeah. Rather than and sort of listen to us to give our opinions on, on the world. So that's great. Yeah. So that yeah, wraps it up for another another cool. session. And uh, Well, hopefully we'll have some better experiences to talk about than your, we Scar- certainly your Scarborough will. cancellation scenario. We will do. Some more cricket to come. Okay, thanks for listening, folks. Thank you very much.